Pundits.com presents Punditocracy's Actual News for the week of September 10th, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and Britney Spears' Video Music Awards performance rendered me both blind and impotent. And now, Actual News. Extreme Shakeover Osama bin Laden released a new video online last week, the first communication from the Al-Qaeda leader in nearly three years, and seemingly in conjunction with the sixth anniversary of September 11th. In the tape, bin Laden appears fit, and his beard has noticeably been dyed black since his last video appearance. He gives a rambling speech in which, among other things, he implores America to convert to Islam, references linguist philosopher Noam Chomsky, and makes mention of the housing market crisis in the United States. The latest video arrived in Al-Qaeda's Netflix queue, sandwiched between Girls Gone Covered, Pakistani Border Herding Babes, and Grey's Anatomy Season 1. The embarrassingly incoherent speech has led CIA analysts to suspect it's the handiwork of Bin Laden's new communications director, Miss Teen South Carolina. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Um, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our Cursing a crimson and blue streak. KU football coach Mark Mangino achieved internet celebrity status last week after a video of him berating a player with an obscenity-laced tirade became a hit on YouTube. During the season-opening blowout against Central Michigan, which KU won 52-7, Jayhawk receiver Raymond Pendleton completed a touchdown-scoring punt return by diving into the end zone. The showboating move elicited a 15-yard penalty, and Mangino proceeded to scream at Pendleton with such foul-mouthed force that Mangino somehow managed to bloody his own face. The incident was caught on tape and quickly made the rounds online. With his quick temper, soon to explode heart, and propensity to say fuck in public, Mangino is now a front-runner for Vice President of the United States. Mangino accused Pendleton of hot-dogging, then got confused and attempted to consume Pendleton on a giant bun. After Mangino was tasered and returned to his cage, Pendleton escaped the incident with only superficial bite marks and mustard burns. Dawn of the Fred Law and Order actor and former Tennessee Senator Fred Thompson officially announced his candidacy to run for the Republican presidential nomination last week. 
Even though Thompson has just entered the race after months of testing the waters, he already ranks second in most national polls of Republican voters, trailing only former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Pundits attribute his early support to dissatisfaction with the existing Republican field, but point to Thompson's poor fundraising numbers and early staff turmoil as signs of his own weakness as a candidate. Thompson, star of not just Law & Order, but also of films such as Die Hard 2 and The Hunt for Red October, is hoping to peel away the crucial fictional machismo voting block. Thompson has a lot of ground to make up in early primary states, however, as he's losing in the polls to both Jack Bauer and a half-empty tube of Ronald Reagan's hair gel. The Fat Lady Sings Famed Italian tenor Luciano Pavarotti passed away last week at the age of 71. The legendary vocalist had been battling cancer for over a year. Pavarotti was the world's best-selling classical artist with more than 100 million records sold since the late 1960s, including recent pop hits with the three tenors. Thousands attended his service near Modena, Italy, and Pope Benedict sent a eulogy saying Pavarotti had, quote, honored the divine gift of music through his extraordinary interpretive talent. Local officials, concerned that the beached opera singer would begin to putrefy, immediately regretted attempting to move his carcass with dynamite. Everyone on the scene was covered with small particles of dead whale. Lawrence City Commissioners last week began a process to officially request the state of Kansas revoke the liquor license of downtown bar and club last call. Mayor Sue Hack sent a letter to the Alcoholic Beverage Control Unit asking for a hearing to deny last call a renewal of its license. City leaders contend that last call has become a safety liability, pointing to numerous incidents of gun-related crimes both in and around the establishment. Bar owner Dennis Steffs has vowed to fight the city and claims to be the target of retribution for his opposition to the Lawrence smoking ban, also asserting that the effort to close last call has, quote, racial overtones. Commissioners denied singling out last call because it is a predominantly African-American nightclub, insisting that some of their best friends are predominantly African-American nightclubs. <laughs> Crash Money Millionaire Wealthy adventurer Steve Fawcett went missing last week, never arriving at his destination after piloting a private plane from an airstrip near Reno, Nevada. The 63-year-old veteran of numerous record-breaking solo airplane and balloon flights failed to file a flight plan for what was supposed to be a routine three-hour flight to California, and the electronic tracking device in Fawcett's plane, meant to go off in case of a crash landing, has not been activated. Rescuers have been scouring 10,000 square miles of terrain, focusing on the harsh Nevada desert nearest the airstrip where Fawcett took off, but have no promising leads. By focusing their search on Nevada, rescue workers conveniently don't have to travel very far to place bets on finding Fawcett dead or alive. Fawcett's disappearance isn't surprising, 
considering his flight path over Nevada's legal brothels would make him far from the only thing to go down in the desert. Don't be hatin'. Kansas Governor Kathleen Sebelius recently signed an executive order aimed at protecting state employees from workplace discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The order affects about 25,000 state employees, making it illegal to discriminate against those workers on the basis of whether they are gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Legislation to extend anti-discrimination protections in private employment and housing is before a state Senate committee, which Sebelius has said she would sign into Kansas law. This is a slippery moral slope, said one opponent to the measure. I mean, what's next? Giving Chinamen the vote? A Catholic president? A female governor? Wait, what? Oh, shit. I can't believe it's rot butter. A Denver man is believed to have the first diagnosed case of a degenerative lung disorder caused by the fumes emitted from making microwave popcorn in his home, doctors announced last week. Bronchiolitis obliterans, also known as popcorn lung, has been linked to diacetyl, a chemical additive used to make artificial butter flavor in microwave popcorn. The chronic and potentially fatal disorder had to this point only been seen in popcorn plant workers. But Wayne Watson ate two bags of microwave popcorn every night for a decade, and medical researchers found levels of diacetyl in his home similar to those of a factory. Diacetyl is an FDA-approved additive, but ConAgra, the largest manufacturer of microwave popcorn in the United States, will begin phasing out the chemical over the next year. The FDA defended its decision to keep diacetyl on the market, arguing it's vital to narrow the consumer-killing deficit between the United States and China. Said one patriotic FDA official, Keep American poison and jobs in America. Bipolar Express Laura West, a 21-year-old woman who was arrested near Lawrence for numerous traffic violations over the summer, had her hearing in Douglas County Court recently. West and her partner, J.M. Sovereign Godsent, claimed that her arrest was unconstitutional because they were in a, quote, vessel and not a vehicle, and that she was on a religious mission. The couple believes the United States is not a country but a foreign corporation that has invaded America. They're concerned about implanted identification chips and say sovereign Americans are being forced to choose between God's law and man's law. Godsent said the trooper who pulled them over was presented with a card after he stopped them. The card was labeled Sovereign Civilian Police Observation Task Force, and by the trooper accepting the card, he was accepting a contract to pay a $15,000 gold fee for each question he asked. I don't really see any way they could find me guilty after really reviewing the evidence and, and realizing what's going on. They don't really seem to know, to understand what I'm saying. Godsent said they will take the matter to court to get paid. Judge Robert Fairchild will rule on the case in October. Fairchild said he would seriously consider West's plea of not guilty by reason of batshittery. A special programming note, everyone who has just listened to this segment now owes me a $15,000 gold fee. You 
You've been listening to Punditocracy's Actual News. For the week of September 10th, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and if David Petraeus sees his shadow, that means another year of war. Have a merry 9-11 day. Bye, bye. Everyone on the scene was covered with small particles of dead whale.